Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. In October 2020, seven months into this pandemic, we talked to parents, kids, and school administrators about how remote school was going. That's episode 51, Attendance Required, Pants Optional. Ten months later, new cases of COVID are much higher. We were at about 60,000 per day back in October, and now we're at about 140,000 per day in the U.S. But... It's time for all the kids to go back to school in person. Yay! Here in California, schools are maintaining safety protocols regarding ventilation and cleaning, and my school district also requires masking while indoors. But no social distancing, kids in classrooms all day full capacity. I understand some folks aren't worried about this. Or perhaps we're already back in person last school year, but there are others whose children aren't vaccinated, or their children have medical situations that put them at higher risk, or they have medically fragile folks at home. And for them, there's not a whole lot of options for how to make back to school work safely. First of all, just because you're a kid, you know, just because you're a child and less risk doesn't mean no risk. Aaron's now 10-year-old was born premature at 26 weeks, and he's had ongoing respiratory problems. He's the kind of kid that catches every cold that goes through a school. So as the mother of a child who's high risk, here's where Aaron's at. I'm just really frustrated by people not listening to my boundaries. Like, every decision I've made has been well thought out, well calculated. Trust me, I've thought this through a thousand and one times in my head. I've done the risk analysis. No one's analyzed this shit more than me. So when you invite me to something and I say, sorry, we can't, don't ask me again and again as if it's going to change my mind or, well, we'll be mass and we'll be at, sorry. You know, it's just the answer is no. And I don't want to explain it to you because I'll probably end up screaming or crying or both because no one wants us less than we want it. (laughs) No one wants to live in fear like this. No one wants to like de-germ their house like three times a week. You know, no one wants to like not see their family. It's not personal. (laughs) It's about, it's about like, (laughs) I'm going to cry. It's not like, it's like, I don't want to see my kid on a ventilator again. Been there, done that. It's not fun. Um, And that is a real risk. Doctor confirmed absolute risk that we're facing. And he's right here. Yeah, babe. I'll help you in just a minute, okay? I'm just tired of people not like trusting in the fact that I've thought about this. Yeah, that you know your child, you understand what the risks are, and you've made calculated yeah. decisions about that. Yeah. And yeah. also, like, apart from talking to like you and 
some other people in general feel like I'm living in like a freaking like no one's seeing it <laughs> the way I'm seeing it. And it's really frustrating, you know, like, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think if you don't have a kid, you know, with respiratory issues or, you know, immunocompromised, like you don't comprehend it. It, no. take, it takes somebody really explaining it to you and... <laughs> He's currently itching my back with a back stretcher. Oh, yeah, that's a good deal. (laughs) Has your school been supportive of your needs? Yes. I feel like, yes, on an individual level. Like, with us personally, they they hear our situation they've got so much to think about. They're doing their own, you know, risk analyses and trying to figure out what's best for keeping them out of litigation, honestly, is a big part of it. And also, you know, they, I know that they care about him and they know just from our past three years there that like he was sick all the time, all the time out all the time. I mean, it was an issue. We talked about it. It was part of his whole 504 plan thing. Um, so they they understand, I think, more than most people do, actually. So on an individual level, yes. But like on the bigger level, like the school-wide level, no. It's like they can accommodate him, but it's not, I'm not asking them to like blanket, like change their policies for one child. But at the same time, I mean, he lacks access to peer-to-peer learning from all of this because they're not doing things safely, safely in my standards and my mind, even like after he is vaccinated, thinking about putting him in to school in a 24 kid classroom indoors, you know, masked, but maybe not seems like high risk. So, so yeah, I mean, on an individual level, I think they're working with us to do, I I feel like his school is, is able to work on a more individual level because it's a smaller charter school. So I think if we were in like the regular public school, maybe there wouldn't be as much room for that. These are strange times for the human race. They're working with her. However, they're no longer offering an online school option only in person. Masks are required, but that's not quite enough to alleviate Aaron's fear. So your son is obviously not going. No. Can you? No way, no. (laughs) (laughs) What is your plan for that? He is going to go on like a traditional independent study. So that's like when you take your kid on a long vacation and you can't be in school for a long time or they get like their tonsils out and they're out of school for four or five weeks or something. That. So he's doing that. And the whole agreement was that he would do that until he was fully vaccinated and he'll jump in school. But again, now I'm rethinking that with their, you know, everyone in school um, at the same time, math inside only. So it's kind of like, you know, how this whole thing has been is like, we'll wait and see what happens when we get there. But in the meantime, the independent study is like not, uh, there's no like teacher support. They're not giving you curriculum. 
there, maybe checking in, they'll check in with him once or twice a week, but it's not like he's on Zoom with his schoolmates. So he loses that completely. So that's really shitty. You know, I'm just, I'm hoping that the state's going to like take this new information about the Delta variant and, you know, schools will start to do hybrid again, like they did the end of last year and some in person, some, you know, Zoom instruction. and Right. Because you work full time, your partner works full time, yeah. your child yeah. has ADHD. So right. how will you even manage independent study? Like I was saying, like during the regular school year, I mean, both pre-pandemic, he, um, he needs an adult sitting down with them the whole school day to help him focus um, and keep him on task. And so what it like looks like teaching from home, which I did for the last bit of the school year when they went back to the hybrid thing is, you know, me basically trying to do two really hard things at the same time. And if I walk away from, you know, where he is at the coffee table or whatever, doing his work, it doesn't get done. And it's like, I'm writing emails and screaming, pick up your pencil, do question number one, do question number one. Hold on. I've got a zoom call, you know, and it's just like, not, it's no, yeah, it's not good. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) it's not good. And Devin, my husband is on his work is like, he is on calls all day long. So he, he can't, I mean, literally can't get away from the computer. He's on the phone or meetings all day long. Um, and which is a whole other, like probably podcast, but his, his industry is very male, white male specifically. I think his work is like 90% white males. So they all have no problem with this situation. You know, nothing has changed for them. And it's because all of their wives are partners or whatever are doing the homeschool. Um, right. Right. So they can be on meetings all day long. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic. It really <laughs> is. Well, and you know, Aaron's on calls all day too. And so I wonder mm-hmm. if it's also like they're in tech all day. It's calls and spreadsheets and data mm-hmm. discussions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he mm-hmm. can't pull away. I mean, you and I can't pull away either. Like, <laughs> no, no, we can't effectively pull away, but we can't, you no. know, but we do. Right. So, right. I mean, like working for a congregation nonprofit, obviously my work's going to be more family centered, go ahead, right. have, you know, more lenient, but that doesn't make it easier. On me. No, no. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's, it's really nice to have that option and for people to like really understand. And, but it's also, it just means I have to do two things at once because I'm the one who gets the grace to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. If you call yeah, it grace. because be- Exactly. Because you have flexibility, you get to do two jobs. Yeah. Congratulations. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> have All right. fun teaching long division while you're in a meeting about, <laughs> about the endowment board's bylaw change. Uh, <laughs> has happened simultaneously. <laughs> The Delta variant is spreading rapidly among mostly the unvaccinated population, which of course includes all children under 12 who are not eligible for a vaccine. 
pediatric hospitalizations have spiked. Yesterday was a record high 1,900 kids, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, plus the number of newly hospitalized COVID-19 patients ages 18 to 49 also hit record highs this week. Sally Goza, former president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, said, This is not last year's COVID. This one is worse, and our children are the ones that are going to be affected by it the most. So many parents are nervous about kids going back to school under these conditions. With three unvaccinated kids, here's Corey. It's so scary. It has taken so much to get brave enough to take the steps that we have to send the kids to the camps, to start seeing people. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even se- we haven't even seen all the people. We haven't no. even done any of the things. No, I mean, they- some people have done some of the stuff. <laughs> but we've just been like dipping our toes back in to getting out there and already the numbers are back up again. Exactly. But like our COVID coming out of COVID list of like to do's, we're only on number two, dude. Like number two. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can start having lunches out, you know, with like a friend. No, back to step one again. No. I am thinking about all of the district staff members. Mm hmm. And what the next few weeks for them are going to be like trying to figure out how to reopen schools. So what are they going to do? Because at, at this point, like every day is a different ball game. like two and a half weeks from now is going to be a different situation. And it's only going to keep going up because we're not going to be t- like, you know, some cities are taking these little steps, but yep. we're not going to take any big game changing steps right now. So it is what it is. Until the kids are vaccinated, the people who have been waiting to get vaccinated have gotten vaccinated. Everybody has enough. Nobody's going. So let's let's give them to the kids. Are all of your kids going back to school full time? Like, what's the deal? That's our option right now. Like, there there is no other options. What I don't. Your school said. Our school is offering five days a week in person as of now, as far as I have heard or seen, but I haven't heard anything different. I mean, today's Monday. I'm wondering if we talk again on Thursday. Right. I'm just so frustrated that we went from zero to 100. Like, why didn't we take baby steps back in? (laughs) It was just like, no more social distancing, no more masks, Everyone back to school full time. Like where where is the the halfway point in that, right? Like I would love for my kid to still be doing a hybrid situation where we still have smaller class sizes and right. they're just going in in the morning or they're going in three days a week. And so we don't have like thousands of children all packed into classes. That makes no sense. I am really hoping, you know, that this pushes some school change forward because it has to. School needs to look different. I also think we are jumping back in because socially we are such social creatures and we need our people and we need our community and we need to be around them. And that part of us 
has just been so depleted mm-hmm. and we're all craving it so much. Yeah. I that- mean, to be a hundred percent clear, my child could not survive another entire year online because we didn't go back. They had an entire no. year. No, nope. did not. we didn't either. Not <laughs> my kids stayed home as well. I kept them home. Having been a former teacher, I felt like that's three more spots that my children don't have to take up. I can put up with you for two more months and it was fine. And it was working. I mean, and by saying it was working, we got through it. We got to the last day and we logged on and that was it. Could we do another year? No, I could not do another year. I would pull them out and we would need to go feral. Like (laughs) totally, you know, it's at that point, it's just, we need to do things that are fun. We need to do life skills. We need to, I don't know, learn how to sew and read and cook. And go play with your pod. And really make a pod. Cause we really didn't, we, we stayed home. We did sort of an outdoor school setting for a little bit of it. But then once the numbers went up in like November, mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving happened, we pulled back and just never went back. So yeah, we, they are ready to go back. They need to see people. They need to see friends. And at the same time, I don't know how they're going to do it with 20 kids in a classroom. I don't know how that they can't socially distance. Mm-mm. How worried are you about it? I'm honestly really worried. You know, I don't think that I have mentally gone there. I trust my kids to wear masks. They are really comfortable and compliant with it. They understand why they're good about washing hands when reminded. Um, They're good about using the hand sanitizer. And at the same time, my kid would fully take a bite of this and then hand it to their friend for them to take a bite as well. Yes. So I I feel like schools have an impossible and districts have an impossible ask right now. And so I'm hoping that we have a whole lot of creative leaders and creative leadership are allowing that to happen. Yeah. When I signed up my kid for school, I asked for their plans and they did not have any. They were like, we're going back to school August 16th. I'm like, okay, well, what are your contingency plans? There is not one. I, no. I mean, I mean, that that's what I was told. I'm really hoping they, you know, maybe I just spoke to someone that wasn't on the up and up, but that's unacceptable. I, I mean, I, I'm sure the inner circles have their contingency plans that clearly they're not going to share with us right now because they are really putting as many eggs in the we're going back basket as possible. <laughs> because I I don't know what will happen. I really don't know what will happen if they don't go back. Yeah, and I don't... I don't have as good a feel on like the political and social will of people right now. Uh, And I feel like we're kind of on the same page, like 
being nervous, wanting basically more precautions, I think, than what they're going into. Right. But I don't know how far that extends if like most parents are feeling the same way or if most parents are like, get, get them back in there, you know, not worried. I think we all just are blindly hoping. I don't know. I mean, I think that we like said, okay, we can get through the year. We can get through the summer. They're going back to school. Right. But I genuinely don't know what would happen if we couldn't or if it, yeah, if, if we couldn't, like, I don't know what would happen to society. Right. Because women are already out of the workforce. So the economy is suffering. Families are suffering. Women are suffering. Our children are missing out on really awesome years in elementary school and junior high and high school with their friends and doing the projects and having the growing experiences. Right. It just feels a little bit like we're tossing them into the lion's den. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. It's like, okay, we're all vaccinated, you know, you're, you, none of you are. So let's toss you all together in one room every day and see how it goes with like a Delta variant happening. Like we weren't comfortable with that eight months ago. Like, why are we comfortable with it now? I mean, I know why it's because we're tired, but. Yeah. I mean, I I have no, I have, I have nothing for you. Yes. We're tired. We, and we don't have another plan. There's not another plan from the top down that we know of right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're all just really hoping. And again, because I think those people at the top see the same thing that like, we don't know what would happen to society if we don't go back. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Newsom lost all the leverage kind of for this when he was just like, okay, we're opening everything back up. And now he's got this recall election happening in a couple weeks too. So he's not going to make any decisions that are controversial. Nope. Because he doesn't want to risk it. And that's crappy because I want him to be making all the best decisions to protect people, not based on any kind of political influence, right? And instead, it's just going to be like, well, we're going to just do what happens. Yep. Godspeed. Godspeed. Fingers crossed. This is what all y'all wanted. So, yeah. Homeschool. Right? I mean. A homeschool pod? It could happen. Well, I'm curious to talk to Erin and see what she's doing. Because as bad as, like, we feel. Our children are going to try going back. Right. And we have four healthy children Mm -hmm. we feel relatively comfortable right and i mean even my seven-year-old like last week we were in the car and he's like mom let's go get the shot can i get my shot today let's just go do it he's like i'm tired i want to go do stuff he knows give the babies the shots yeah mine has no problem with their mask it's just like a part of their outfit now yep like they don't even think about it. Yep. They're fine with it. All right. So, well, here we go. Not ready. We're a little bit ready. 
And at the same time, we're all so traumatized. We're not ready. We're not ready to send our babies because it's still not safe, but we have to send our babies because we're exhausted and they need it and we need it, but it's still not safe. So much anxiety. Yeah, that about covers it. So it's, I mean, it's going to be traumatic to go back to put, you know, for the kids to put on clothes, be in a classroom for any amount of time. Oh my gosh, totally. You know? Yes. A full day. My God. Yeah. That's what I'm saying about baby steps. Why yep. did, Why are we not baby stepping anything? You know, they're going to be so exhausted. I hope homework goes away completely. Just it's not necessary. Let us go home and relax. The other thing about homework is that it sets the precedent for unpaid work at home. Right. That that like that's fine for right, you that your, to your eight hour day isn't enough take your work home exactly yeah you didn't do enough do a couple hours we'll see in the morning see so, how you did so true also to impede your work to impede on your personal life right do away with homework oh my gosh that is so true i never thought done. of it. i'm way. sorry to all the students that i assigned homework <laughs> like we don't get enough physical time like let them be outside yeah. let them do stuff why do we have to sit down with paper again yes amen stop with the paper stop let them create something make a video send it to the teacher by friday build something with your legos play a game with your brothers yep build a gigantic fort and create a play or make a mess in the kitchen and call it dinner or just do nothing. Say I rested. That's okay too. Mm -hmm. Go to bed early. The National Education Association, the nation's largest teachers union, came out in support of mandatory vaccination for its members. NEA President Becky Pringle said that schools should employ every mitigation strategy from vaccines to masks to ensure that students can come back to their classrooms safely. Quote, our students under 12 can't get vaccinated. It's our responsibility to keep them safe. Keeping them safe means that everyone who can be vaccinated should be vaccinated. So we're back at school. With Erin and her husband working full time, her mom is moving in with them to help with independent study. The loneliness and isolation is getting to all of them. Corey's boys transitioned back okay, though all three of them came down with colds in the first week, sore throats and coughs that sent her into a panic. Within two days of returning, a quarter of the schools in my school district had reported cases. With a 70% vaccination rate for the 12 and olders, we're positioned well to prevent outbreaks. Screening and close contact tracing will be critical as each day goes by. Of course, I want to keep my kids safe. But in every decision I make, I'm also remembering kiddos like Aaron's who are immunocompromised, whose families are relying on all of us to do our part, to halt the spread of this damn virus, so we can all together move forward. 
Also, for the love of God, please someone send Minecraft help. Minecraft is really hard to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. If you've ever had to install like a shader, a shader pack, a shader pack is something to do with making shades. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's on video. You're <laughs> what? Is that you? But you're on the toilet. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go in the other room. You do your thing. <laughs> the joys of being home together for over a year. Yeah. <laughs> we get very comfortable with our bodily foods. Yes. <laughs> oh.